We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. I want to talk about the five biggest plays of Super Bowl 57. And like I said, it was all legs. All legs. Every time you looked at it. I want to start with the biggest play. Single biggest play of the day, Ray, in my mind, was Kadarius Toney's 64-yard punt return. That game flipped in Kansas City's direction and really never looked back from that moment on. The tide had turned Kansas City's direction, but it did not flip Kansas City's direction. And no play flipped the field as much as that one particular play, Kadarius Toney's 64-punt Return is the longest in the history of the Super Bowl, and it basically buried the Eagles when it was over. It really did. It was it was massive. It was just a huge play in my mind, the biggest play of the game. Oh no, it did very. It was. It's the single moment which in which you could basically say, "I think the Eagles are screwed now, and I don't know how they get out of it." And even at that, they almost did. They almost did. They almost did. But again. An over-officious referee in the moment wouldn't let that happen. We'll get to more of that in just a second. The other biggest play of the game, if it was the punt return for 64 yards, number one in my book, number two. Again, also with the legs, as Jalen Hurts, who had an unbelievable day with his legs, got betrayed by one of his thighs on this play. Hurts on a quarterback draw. Nowhere to go. The ball is loose. Sitting on the turf. It's picked up by no one in front of him is going to score. Bolton did have a hell of a game. Kevin Burkhart with a call on Fox. Jalen Hurt fumbling for a touchdown. Ray, that play alone is probably the only thing that prevented him from being named Super Bowl MVP. I actually thought that Jalen Hurts in a losing effort made about as strong of a case to be named Super Bowl MVP in a losing effort as I have seen really in my own lifetime. And had he not fumbled away a ball for a touchdown, I think he might have actually been named the team's the, the game's MVP, even with the loss. I'm not sure of that because how many how many losing players have ever been named MVP? I, th- I think it's one. Was it Chuck Howley? Yeah. Linebacker one. in nineteen seventy. That's how long ago it was. Right. And I think in a game like this you could point to Mahomes and say, you won, you're it. I don't know that there are enough brave voters in that group of 11 or 15 or whatever it is who would say, yeah, I'm voting for the losing quarterback when the winning quarterback 
did what he did on one leg. And he did what he did on one leg, and in one half, he did it almost perfectly. The same way Villanova had to play a perfect game to beat Georgetown. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, that was almost the perfect half of football in the second half for Kansas City's yeah. offense. And, and it was the perfect half for Kansas City's offense, not just for him. Because I think, ultimately, if you wanted to do the MVP... It's almost Andy Reid. By the way, uh, Malcolm Smith also with oh, that's right. Seattle. So two defensive players. But he was on the winning side of the equation that afternoon. Yeah, they were both on. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Malcolm Smith was the, yeah, the other defensive guy, but he their, their team won. Right. Howley's team lost. Right. The, the thing that, that jumped out at me, though, is that Andy Reid, and I hate to give credit to coaches when it should go to players because players do the things. He made the second half incredibly easy for Mahomes. Just with play calls and play design. They had the ball the majority of the time in the second half after having it not at all in the first. They had the ball for like 16 and a half minutes. The entire afternoon opened up. Yeah. Everything Kansas Kansas City went from in a game in the first half to doing everything it wanted to do in the second half to the point where it's running for seven yards a pop in the second half. Yeah, oh no, I did. and credit to the Eagles, they neutralized Travis Kelsey in a game that everybody who pays attention to football at all would have said, if you can hold him to six catches for 33 yards, you win. They did, and they didn't. And that, to me, is a measure of Kadarius Toney with a touchdown, Sky Moore with a touchdown. I mean, they're, they won with the depth of their roster. Not just two guys. You want to know what's insane about Kansas City and the situation that they just went through? Without question, Patrick Mahomes lost his best offensive weapon, not named Travis Kelsey, when Tyreek Hill decided to be a Miami Dolphin. Losing Tyreek Hill on the day it happened probably sounded like one of the worst things that could possibly happen to Patrick Mahomes. It made him a better football player. It made him a better quarterback. Instead of being dependent on a guy who was the human equivalent of the world's most dangerous safety blanket. He learned how to spread the ball all over the field. He learned how to not just attack Tyreek's blades of grass, but every single blade of grass on a football field. And in the AFC title game, he is completing passes to guys who had more special teams tackles than receptions. Patrick Mahomes in year five became an even better football player than earlier in his career where he was also going to Super Bowls and winning MVPs of the regular season and the Super Bowl. Like, he, this was his best year ever. Might not have thrown the for the touchdown total, but this was Patrick Mahomes' best year ever. I think this is probably Andy Reid's single greatest coaching year since the year he decided to insert Patrick Mahomes as his full-time starter. Oh, no, this is his best coaching year, period. He had some remarkable years with Alex Smith that obviously didn't end cloaked in Super Bowl glory, but he got the most out of Alex Smith, more than anyone ever got out of, out of Alex Smith. And I would I would put some of those didn't ring the bell of a Super Bowl, but still had unbelievable, what, they're 14-2? and two? You know, I mean, they were 14-2 and two when they decided, I think, to move on. So uh, but, he, was, he was great then, too. But to me, part of that was roster construction because they replaced Tyreek Hill, who is the single most dangerous weapon among wide receivers in the game with about four or five guys. And they all had to be useful for this to work. And they were. 
None of them had extraordinary seasons, but the the sum of the total as opposed to the individual parts yeah. I, and equaled I, an unstoppable offense. And I think that allowed Reed to sort of nudge his offense in a different way because their crisis point would always be, it's third and eight, Tyreek Long for 20. It was just automatic. And that's a great thing to have. I mean, I'm sure they'd, they'd rather... They'd rather have him now, but they figured out, okay, if we can't have him, then we'll just do it with volume. And that's that's where I'm thinking, this is why Andy Reid did the most to make this team championship ready. He said, we're going we're gonna to alter the offense just enough so that we can work without the best weapon there is in the game. Look, when we think about the single greatest coaching quarterback combinations in the history of football it's really a three-headed monster it's walsh in montana or you can even insert you know young who picked up the mantle and kind of ran with it well he was that was he was was more seaford exactly but he obviously learned quite a bit from the master but it's walsh in montana it's belichick and brady and it's mahomes and and andy Reid. i mean we're talking some of the great greatest combinations of head coaching and quarterbacks ever you know unfortunately Don Shula and Dan Marino never won at all so they get left off the list I mean, well you could I mean if you want to go back in history you'd also have to probably include Paul Brown and Otto Graham I would won a ton of championships absolutely and Vince Lombardi and Bart Starr but this is the most dynamic combination of the three because Mahomes does things that the other guys don't do physically because he can throw from any angle. He does things that no one's ever done before. I mean, he's yeah. he's really he he is he is in a, a class photo of one. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think that's that might be premature only because Brady's done it for twenty plus years. But yesterday was the first time where I think it was legitimate to ask the question: Given another ten years, could Patrick Mahomes be an equal in that argument? Up until this year, I didn't think so. But what he did this year suggests to me that if he stays upright and they don't screw up the guy with the guy who replaces Andy Reid, because he's up there in years. I don't know that he's going to do this for another 10. They just have to make sure that the guy they replace him with understands what he's got in Mahomes. And if he does that, I think... You could have a significantly meaningful argument about is it Brady or is it Mahomes? Yeah. I mean, look, here's what we know. Tom Brady's length of career puts him on a level that we need a longer Mahomes career. Patrick needs to achieve it before you can just hand him the title of greatest ever. Even though he's you know, yet to truly reveal himself as the greatest of all time, I think we all agree all he needs is time. That's it. All Patrick Mahomes needs is time, health, and you're right. The next coach in the room to be somewhere on a level of dangerous that Andy Reid was able to exist on. Will be as good? Of course not. But offensively dangerous and creative. The only missing ingredient of Patrick Mahomes' greatest of all time resume is the reps. If he gets those reps, yeah, I think we're all convinced he has a a level of talent that could get him there. And he's got a stronger argument to make in real time that he could be the greatest of all time 
than Tom Brady even had, honestly, in real time. Like, even though Brady had so much success at the dawn of his career, no one was ready to jump right into, well, he's the greatest of all time. Well, no, because Brady is basically piling, you know, ring on top of ring. That's that's the takeaway, because individually, he was superb, but you didn't think of him as electrifying. You know, he was he and he and Belichick were more of a unit. Right. He killed you with competence. He didn't yeah. dazzle you. Yeah. I mean, it was it was excellence, you know, but it was the same thing. It just the the only other thing that struck me about Reed and Mahomes is the way Reed stumped more aggressively than ever for Eric Bieniemy to get another job. To get well, a he sure a did, job. didn't he? I thought if nothing else, he was making the case if he was going to pull the. Well, that was my last game. He was trying to make sure that the baton was being handed to him as the next Kansas City head coach. But Andy Reid has since conclusively demonstrated that that was not his last football game. Oh, no. And the other thing is, I think everybody now knows that he's going to do this for another four or five years in all likelihood. He'd be nuts to walk away from a talent like Mahomes. Well, I mean, he's also 64, so, you know, he's had enough life changes already, you know, with with his two kids and um, may have more. So, you know, I don't know how... I mean, if it's just a football consideration, yeah, he'll stay as long as Curry stays with Curry. But I think he now finally recognizes that everybody else in football is reluctant to take a chance on Biennemi because everybody in football believes that Reed is the architect. And that that's, he is. And that well, but <laughs> and that's worked against Biennemi. Of course, it has. Nobody's quite sure how much is Reed and how much is Biennemi. But I think for the most part, people are now used to the idea. Oh, it's mostly Reed, which hurts Biennemi in in interviews. Because I don't think it's that he interviews badly. I think the perception is that well, anybody could coach Patrick Mahomes for Andy Reed. Here's the thing: I wouldn't begrudge anyone that opinion. I really wouldn't. I mean, this is Andy Reid's show. It is Andy Reid's yeah. show. You'd be taking as much as a a, a, a a gutsy feeling to hire Andy Reid's offensive assistant as your next head coach as you would to hire Kyle Shanahan's top offensive assistant as your next head coach. Now, you could say, in Miami's case, it's kind of working out. But who knows what the next instance will bring. You know, yeah. it's, 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 it's hard to determine who gets most credit for what when you know that Andy Reid... Is clearly the chief architect, and he's got one of the you know all-time guys executing his visions, and, and, and Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. And the other thing is, Bill Belichick's coaching tree has largely been a hot mess. So I think, and because he is clearly perceived and correctly as the mastermind behind the New England double decade, I think there's another. There's more reluctance about well. That's Andy Reid's show. If we can't get Andy Reid, let's look somewhere else. Maybe there's some guilt by association in terms of, you know, it's been so conclusively proven that it was Belichick and Brady that, you know, going back, I'm not even talking about the latest examples of not working out Matt Patricia and, you know, Bill O'Brien to a degree, but a more successful degree as an NFL head coach. Um you know, but I mean, remember Eric Mangini, the man genius, and how much that didn't work out. It's there's a prolific amount of Bill Belichick's coaching tree that did not work out. That maybe is being lorded over the B enemy Reed situation. Joe Judge. It's, oh yeah, yeah, Joey Judgey. 
Yeah. Um, you know, and I I forgot about Joe. Honestly, and, I really. And do. look, and there's also an element of racism here because mm-hmm. you know once again the Rooney Rule has been proven to be toothless. There's there is there's one more general manager than there was ten years ago, black general manager, and there's no more coaches than there black black coaches. It's almost as if the Rooney Rule has been used as a fig leaf rather than a tool for promotion for qualified black coaches. And Eric Bieniemy is as much a victim of that as anybody. Because I think, were he white, working for Andy Reid, he'd have had two jobs by now. Benefits of doubts don't seem to trickle into black coaching equations quite the way that they do into white coaching equations. I mean, and I don't think we need to even say any more on that. We we know that. I mean, look, Mike McDaniel doesn't get that job if he's not slipstreaming behind Kyle Shanahan, who was running that offense. So, you know, I, all, we're, all I'm saying is, if we're talking about the enemy, you can't ignore the fact that he's not, how can I be demographically desirable to an old white guy doing hiring? We were talking about the five biggest plays in Super Bowl 57. We've officially gotten through two. Kadarius Tony 64-yard punt return. To me, the Jalen Hurts fumble. Again, the biggest plays in this game were made with legs, not arms. Play number three, Ray, a play that will not go down in NFL history. Unless you're talking about great decisions. I want to talk about Jet McKinnon not scoring a touchdown. At the end of the game, giving himself up, staying in bounds, going down at what the two, three yard line and not scoring that touchdown that essentially made the clock killable. And the Eagles at that moment basically got their wings clipped as much as any other moment in this game. That to me, McKinnon not scoring that touchdown late in the game was the kiss of death to the Eagles. Oh, yeah. That was such a a smart play. And you know how hard it is to use a personal discipline to not score a touchdown in a Super Bowl? Oh, you may rest assured that that was hammered into those guys on the sideline. Because you don't know whether that's going to be an effective play in in the days before, during your prep. But at some point, Andy Reid is telling any anybody who's got the ball, not just McKinnon, goes, this is the situation, don't go in the end zone. Period. And it's to McKinnon's credit that he didn't get, you know, full of, you know, being in the moment. Yeah. Wide eyes. No, you know, you if you if you want the ring for everybody, let those last two yards go. I mean, look, it was a massive moment in the game. And I don't think enough people are talking about it today. I know enough people aren't talking about the 64-yard punt return, which I think is the biggest play of the entire afternoon. The Hurts fumble stands for itself. McKinnon not scoring the touchdown, number three in my mind. Number four was the Patrick Mahomes 26-yard scramble. On that ankle with under three minutes to play, on first and 10, he goes from midfield to inside the red zone. That was just a monster moment in the game. And then finally, like I said, all five are leg-based, even though it ultimately came in a losing effort. Since we're talking about the biggest plays of the Super Bowl, I, how could we leave out the most guaranteed-to-work play of the Super Bowl? And it felt like we thought we saw it 34 times. The quarterback sneaking ability of the Philadelphia Eagles was one of the more aggressive things I've ever seen on a football field. Sirianni was just carrying him around in a wheelbarrow all day long, if you know what I mean, boys and girls. 
huge, huge nuts on the table. Never, basically, if we don't need to punt here, we're not gonna. We're going for it. I'm going to take every third and something, turn it into a third and short, and then we have the most automatic QB sneak you've ever seen in your life. And I, I really, Ray, how often has a quarterback sneak been like a guaranteed three yards? I've never seen an offensive line in my life. I'm not talking Alabama playing Citadel, fire out, and pick up quarterback sneaks like that. They were devastating. They could have gone full rugby game, 28-yard drive, doing nothing but quarterback sneaks and probably scored on every drive that they had. That was yeah. It was dominant. Well, I mean, they've perfected the art of shoving Mahomes from behind, not which Mahomes. is legal. Not Mahomes. Not Hurts. Mahomes. I'm sorry. Hurts. I mean, that's the thing because you saw it every time. I mean, the, the one the one sneak where Chris Jones hurdles himself through the air. If there's not three eagles behind Hurts, you know, maybe Jones makes contact and that doesn't work. But, you know, Hurts is strong enough on his own. But with those three guys behind him, just shoving him from behind while the offensive line is, you know, holding its own against Kansas City's defensive line, it's it's going to be the new uh, quarterback sneak across the league. Unless they do something to tweak those rules, yeah, you're going to have a, two guards. You're going to have backup guards behind your quarterback's butt cheeks just, oh, just yeah. shoving them. I mean, it just, it's literally, it looked like stuff they'd stolen from the 20s. We have so Not much. these 20s, the last 20s. Right, yes, the other 20s. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.